Dr. Bill Warner, thank you very much for joining me today. I was hoping you could you could give me your impressions about three stories that all came out within the last uh, 48 hours or so, all out of the UK. Um, one of them was about what I what I believe is mandatory Islamic prayer in a city council by the mayor, uh, as ordered by the mayor in a Manchester city. Uh, the second was, I believe, at a federal level, the UK or has mandated that there'll be no Christian prayers in any legislature before any government services, government, um, for any government business. And the third is about a young man that was arrested for having written on himself in what looks like grease paint uh, an objection to Islamic rape gangs. And he wrote it on his, on his chest and he took his shirt off and was arrested for race hate crimes. And uh, those three stories taken together, I feel, paint a picture. But what are your thoughts on this? What we're seeing is a collapse of our civilization, of our civilization in a civilizational war. Uh, Islam is the most formidable opponent we've ever faced, far more formidable than the communists or the Nazis. Uh, there are post-Nazi societies, there are post-communist societies, but there are no post-Islamic societies, except perhaps the case of Spain. So what we have here is a civilizational war. And let's just start with the guy writing on his chest about the Asian rape gangs, because that's what he didn't write. I think the media always refers to Muslims as Asians. Now, what a, what a peculiar thing to do. And if I were a Hindu in England, I would raise hell, because they're as Asian as anybody, and yet how separate are they from rape gangs? But what we have here is a problem that we've always had in the West, which is refusing to call a spade a spade. When we read history, we discover it was the Arabs who invaded uh, the Christian lands. It was not Muslims, or they were also called Saracens. The invasion in Eastern Europe was by the Turks, not by the Muslims. The invasion of Spain was by the Moors, not the Muslims. So we've had a fear of calling these people by their right name all of our civilizational life, and now then all of our chickens are coming home to roost. So I wish the man well. Uh, I, I think, don't I refer, remember that he referred something about uh, race? And we come back to the real question, what does race have to do with Islam? Ironically, even Muslims will tell you absolutely nothing. And yet I can tell you that in America, when they want to slur me, by the way, they never argue with my reasoning. They just say, oh, he's a racist. So there's my comments there on that. And I wish the guy very well. I've got a feeling he will be received more communications from the police. But that's a guess. And... How do you feel about these two contradictory stories? I mean, it would appear, I mean, as a, as a normal course of events, at least, say, in Canada and elsewhere, there's at least a delay between the point at which a country is made officially secular and then which, which Islam gets an exception to those rules of secularism. But it seems that in, in England, it appears to be happening simultaneously where they legislate against uh, any kind of prayer, and then legislate for Islamic prayers in certain areas at least. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know where to go from there. Let, let's start with the Union Jack. Union Jack has two crosses under, on it. I wonder when they will be declared that the Union Jack can no longer fly above England. And if you think I'm kidding, you just sit and wait. And by the way, I did note it with some interest that the Imam, at the prayer event, uh, drug out a couple of old saws. One was, 
the reading of the, there were even one person who was injured, it is though the whole world is injured. Uh, the, the actual Quranic quote is, I believe it's, uh, if you kill a man, it's like you've killed all of humanity. But if you save a man, it is as if you saved all of humanity. That sounds wonderful, but that's not all of it. What did he leave out? And unto the Jews we gave the commandment that every... I wonder why that imam left that off. Maybe he's not in his copy of the Quran. Or was he practicing a little taqiyya with the kafirs? And by the way, speaking of taqiyya and kafirs, I did like the fact that he went ahead and quoted from Surah 1, verses 1 through 7, in which he doesn't say who they are, but it's the Christians who have gone astray, and woe they have, and it is the Jews who anger Allah. So he, once again, didn't give us quite all of the information. But then again, this is a form of deception, is it not, to just give part of the truth. But, you know, although these three events are all very sad, do they look any different than they are in Canada or the United States? I can tell you, nope, same things are going on here. Yes, they certainly are. It seems to me that, uh, that the United Kingdom is tomorrow's newspaper for North America. And frankly, I think anybody that doesn't take a close, hard look at these stories uh, is going to deserve what they get. Well, we're against an opponent, Islam, which practices civilizational war, and we're practicing civilizational nice. You know how that works out? Try it on the playing field. One game, one team wants to win, and the other one just wants to be nice. If you want to bet on the, anyone who's a winner, bet on the one who wants to win. And it seems like we've lost the will to win, or so it seems to me, but maybe I'm just a pessimist. Thank you very much for taking the time out to talk to us. Dr. Bill Warner, we will speak to you again soon, I hope. Always a delight to talk to you. Centuries, follow. Centuries, follow. Quick, march. Five, left.